The following podcast contains spoilers and words such as done and bother. Mate, did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to We Watched a Thing for another week. You've got Billy, you've got Topher. We watched a thing, didn't we, buddy? Sure did. Hope you made notes on it. Um, I didn't. <laughs> I've, been, I've been really, really good with making notes lately, but uh, yeah, I let this one slip. Mainly because I got to the end of it and I was like, I don't know how to write notes for this. I'm assuming you came to the same conundrum. Yeah, I mean, I had my phone with, well, to be fair, when we watched it at home, um, we were, we were on our phones a lot. Oh, why were you doing that? I suppose we were more interested in our phones than the movie. Oh, that's that's not a good sign. That's not good. It's not what you want, is it? Oh. Well, shall we get onward with talking about this? <laughs> see, see what I did there? I snuck in the name of the film. Well, I, I honestly forgot the name of the film today. <laughs> well, this I was like, week- oh, I'll, I'll, you know, I've got to catch up with Billy this evening to talk about uh, and just nothing. <laughs> This film has actually left my head. Wow. Okay. I feel I feel like uh, I can already tell then how you thought about it. This week we're talking about Onward, which of course was released very, very briefly in cinemas overseas for a period of two weeks before it shifted straight to online. I believe it only came online here because by the time it was meant to release in cinemas, our cinemas were closed. Pixar Disney film directed by Dan Scanlon and produced by Corey Ray from a screenplay by Scanlon, Jessen... Headley and Keith Boonan. It stars the voices of Tom Holland, Chris Pratt, Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Octavia Spencer. And what is it about, Toph? Um, A couple of elfie brothers are kind of gifted away to bring their dead father back and it goes awry and only his legs come back, which is funny, question mark. And then they go about trying to bring the rest of him back. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. It's funny. Do you remember about three or four weeks ago, I said to you, how long do you think before studios start just releasing things digitally because the cinema closed? I'll be curious to see what happens in the future because so far, everything that has been released early has been stuff that did make it very briefly to cinemas or stuff that didn't really matter. So, did you go into this with any expectations at all? Well, I mean, it's a Pixar film. You expect it to be good. Yeah, I feel like I had something... I don't know what happened with me. Maybe it was due to the fact that this didn't really end up getting a wide release. And for some reason, due to that, I had some prejudice. I feel like I went in expecting not to enjoy this film. And I don't know why, because as you say, it's Pixar. They're usually at least decent, but I just was not expecting to enjoy it. I don't know whether it's due to that or what it was. I didn't enjoy the first half of the movie. It took me 40 minutes to really, really get into it. And by the end, I did enjoy it. And I'm not going to lie. It's a kid's movie. I cried. Of course I did. But it took me much longer than usual to get into this movie. I did not like it at first. So, like, let's get this out of the way. I did not dislike the film. I don't think it's bad. But normally, as an adult... Without kids, I am still happy to watch a Pixar film because A, they're just very good and B, there tends to be something there for me as well as what is notionally the primary audience for the film. With, with this movie, I was just sitting there going, okay, I'm, I really am just watching a kid's film and that's fine. I think as a kid's film, it is fine. Am I interested in this movie? No. 
That's interesting. So let's break it down. Let's go. Let's go with the plot first, because for me, I feel like that's where it falls apart. As usual with Pixar films, the the movie looks beautiful. It's a really nicely animated film. Yeah, that opening sequence where there's um, some Gandalf ripoff. You know, this old wizard who is clearly interested in letting off fireworks. Um, sue them, Tolkien. <laughs> um, yeah, like that whole sequence and everything. Like from the first moments, you're like, this looks fucking great. Yeah. And I think that this was my problem with the film is that what I didn't enjoy was the world building in the world we were in. For the first half of the film, I'm like, okay, to me at this point, it's basically irrelevant that they're elves. Like we're in a land that used to have magic, but there's no magic now. I don't understand the landscape we're supposed to be in and why this is meant to be interesting. Like this is just this is just a modern day suburban city. There used to be magic. That doesn't mean that what's happening now is very interesting. And that's why it took me really until, I mean, basically until they got to the bridge was when I started getting interested. Oh, right. The um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade ripoff Invisible Bridge. Yes. Yes. Up until that point, I just just didn't really feel like I cared. And I didn't know what I was supposed to be interested in, really. Mm. I'm- I'm really interested in the casting of this film because I think this film is a great opportunity for an animation studio to go, you know what? We don't need to pay big names to be in this film because this is a film where adults are not the hook. This is an out-and-out kids movie. I just, I don't get forking out for the cast of this film. And personally, they don't bring anything to it for me that just a professional voice artist would. Yes. Other than the occasional thing where it's kind of riffing on Chris Pratt's character from Parks and Rec. And I'm like, eh, okay, fine. I, I agree with you. And here's the thing. Neither neither Tom, Hol- Tom Holland in particular, but neither him nor Chris Pratt really have what you would call recognisable voices. You look at Toy Story, for example, Tim Allen- has such a distinct voice, which is now synonymous with the character of Buzz Lightyear. And even even Tom Hanks, you hear that voice and you feel Woody. But these characters and the voice casting, Tom Holland is the most generic voice in the world. Like, does he really have star power, particularly with children? That could have been anyone, and I think it could have been better. And because even, like, kids like Spider-Man, sure. But that's what they're invested in, is Spider-Man. It's not Tom Holland. So, I find it bizarre, really. Um, Even, like, I mean, I'm an Octavia Spencer fan. Who isn't? But even Spencer in this film, like, Spencer's voice just makes me feel at ease. There's nothing, like, when she goes through the kind of transformation back into Battle Beast, I can't actually remember the character's name. the The Manticore. The Manticore, thank you. Even when she, like, goes into beast mode, I'm still just like, ah, that's nice. It's Octavia Spencer's voice. I feel safe. Like, I genuinely felt her voice was miscast. Yeah. Um, This is going to come off as the wrong word, and I don't mean to be slanderous at the filmmaking, but the word lazy almost comes to mind with me with the voice acting. I didn't feel there was a lot of acting behind most of the characters. There was a lot of just talking and I really felt like there could have been more there. Julia Louis-Dreyfus fan. Who isn't? Who isn't. 
did you was that an exception for you? Were you ha- were you happy with that piece of casting? No, nah, I absolutely do not need that character <laughs> to be Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like, good honor. Probably got a check out of it, but that could be anyone. Yeah, possibly favorite bit of the. Fi- I'm interested if you have the same kind of whether your mind just goes to the exact same place when any time in a movie, as it turns out, that somebody has to merge onto the freeway, are you just thinking clueless? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Donald Faison, yep, absolutely. He was, he was there in the back. Yeah. I was like, look out, D. <laughs> I totally paused. <laughs> <laughs> oh. God, I love Clueless. <laughs> so good. So good. Oh, yeah, maybe I'll watch that tonight, actually. That was probably, that was, that was my favourite bit of the movie, was when I thought of Clueless. <laughs> Look, uh, not to sound harsh on the movie, as I said, I the first 45 minutes I was really like, I, I'm just not into this. By the time we got into the meat of the story and the action and the magic- I enjoyed it. From the moment they were on the bridge and they were following the ravens, we had the the big segment in the sewers. I I was I was in. I was invested, I was involved, and I enjoyed it from that point on. It sounds like you never reached that point. No. No. It was just it was just a movie that was on at home. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think this would have been a different experience for you at least? In the cinemas where, for example, you don't have the luxury of having your phone there as a clutch to go to and and you need to invest more in the film. Do you think that this film would have benefited for you from being seen in the cinemas? Look, I think everything's better at the movies. Yeah. Um, So, I'm I'm sure that my experience of this movie would have been improved by seeing it in a theatre. does that change anything about the fact that this is a kid's film I'm not interested in? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, and let's not forget, I'm sure a lot of people out there are going, oh, you know, this is Topher. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't like lots of movies. Let's not forget that you had Toy Story 4 in your top five of the year last year. Brilliant film. Yeah, like you're not against Disney or Pixar movies. Like you, you do enjoy them. If there is a more consistent studio in Western cinema, I'm not aware of it than Pixar. Yes, and that's the thing for me is that I feel like this has broken the streak. I, I look of okay. There have been duds. Cars three, for example. Cars two, even. In fact, the Cars franchise. I haven't seen. I haven't seen any of the Cars films because yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're not great. But on the whole, I do feel like this is one of the weakest entries, particularly in the last kind of ten years. I think, and like. If I had a five-year-old, would I be like, oh, let's put on Onward because you'll totally enjoy it? Absolutely. Well, look, and there's a the thing. My six-year-old has watched this three more times. So Yeah, right. So, she she loves it. She's already at the point where she could quote it. And she she's choosing to put it on. Like, she like you know my kid. She has a huge library of movies. She can watch basically whatever she wants. She keeps choosing to watch this. And that's great. That's good. And, and I enjoy watching it with her and laughing and- so yeah, by no means do I want to suggest that this is a failure of a film. It just ha- it just bears no interest for an old ass man like me. <laughs> so I'm guessing that you did not cry. Uh, you are correct in your assumption. <laughs> but like, by my measurement of such things, which generally is not going to involve tears, like there is props to the film. 
there's real emotional weight at the end there. And and also props to the film. I like how it did it, where it's not it wasn't everything totally with a bow on it. Yes. In like the nicest, most beautiful moment of the film, there's some sadness and regret there too. Yeah. I was reading that Dan Scanlon, who, you know, directed and, and wrote the film, he came up with the concept for it because his father died when he was quite young. Um, and he was basically raised by his brother and he came up with the idea after he was listening to a, a tape recording of his dad. And you can you can feel that in the film that, you know, as much as this is a fantasy film, there's a lot more realness to it than that. Can I ask whether your daughter likes the scenes with the legs? Yes, she did. She laughed. She thought they were very, very funny. Okay. Um, in particular- when- you know, when you first see the legs and then they're kind of stumbling about it, and it, it looks- At first, you can't see that there's nobody there, and then that bit kind of slides off. Hysterical. Funniest shit ever. <laughs> <laughs> the kind of emotional weight at the end there, I liked the way that it kind of pulled the rug out from under you a little bit. And, you know, I, I've got two daughters, so I really did love the way that the message came back to being more about the relationship between the siblings- so, we, we spoke about how nice the film looks, but can we touch on, instead of just, you know, the production values, the character design itself? I'm not a huge fan. I didn't like the look of the elves. I didn't like the look of the manticore. Um, I think it's a really cool concept, the kind of, you know, half scorpion, half bat, half lion. Like, I think there could have been a lot more with that, but it kind of just looks like the lion from Madagascar. Yeah, it's like it, it worked well, I think, for what she's doing in in modern day. Do we have a name for this place? Is are they just going Middle Earth? What are we doing here? Yeah, let's let's just say Middle Earth. <laughs> like it works for that, the the cuddly version of her. But then, yeah, you're right. It, there's not like much of a transformation. No, into mythical power beast. Yeah, and I didn't like the look of the elves. Um, I thought they were very bland they were so human that i was like either just have humans or like make this a fucking do something yeah i don't i don't know i don't know exactly and as i said at the start that was my biggest problem with the first 40 minutes is i'm like i don't get the world building here this is just like this may as well just be regular modern day humans and you know we used to have magic and it's the exact same story they don't need to be elves they don't we don't need to see unicorns because none of this is relevant to anything. So, I don't understand why it's here. Is the whole um, there used to be magic and now there isn't, which like straight out of the- that's, that's the setup for the film. Is it just me or does that, does that kind of messaging, which presumably for kids they're hoping will translate into, you know, you replace magic with imagination or adventure or whatever. Yeah. Does, does that thread get lost? Yeah, I guess. I kind of don't really see the purpose for it. I, I I don't see that as a theme at all. I see that as the setup for the story, but yeah, there's nothing thematically going on there. Because it, like, it's what I thought the film was going to be about. Right, you thought it would maybe be more about bringing back magic or something. Yeah, breaking out of this mundane existence and yada, yada, yada. And okay, sure. He does, he does learn magic, but it's so- it's so easy for him at every step and he doesn't have to overcome a lot to do it. It is. And you also, you don't get the, like the learning of magic is more, um, 
it's it's literally just for the purpose of the journey. Like you, you don't feel like this is something he's going to carry with him. Like he's not becoming a great wizard. He's he's literally doing this to get from A to B, which is where I think it it does fall down. Yep. I think you'll become a pretty kick-ass wizard. You think you'd become a pretty kick-ass wizard? No, no, I think he will. I think Tom Holland will. Oh, yeah? Especially since he's still at school. Like, you still want to impress people. Yeah, maybe. But do you think magic does impress people in this universe? Well, I don't know. It impresses you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I'm really good at at card tricks. (laughs) Like, have, have you watched Penn and Teller Fool Us? It's definitely been on in your house when I've been in your house, yes. Well, that doesn't surprise me because it's on in my house a lot. (laughs) I know. It's fantastic. So, you've said many times. You must like magic. I I like most people think it's it's use ended with (laughs) six-year-old birthday parties. Well, there you go. So, what makes you think that Tom Holland's universe would be any different? People would just mock him the way I get mocked for being a great wizard. Yeah, but I can't actually do magic in class. Well, you know, I can. (laughs) I mean- Do you you want me to tell you what your co-workers say about you? (laughs) Did Todd message you the other day? I was doing some magic for Todd the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, but I did. I forgot the trick, so it took about- It was so forgettable he didn't even message me to mock you. (laughs) And then uh, I was a bit annoyed because then he actually had some pretty decent tricks um, that I couldn't figure out. And so then, Ooh. then you know, I didn't look like the cool magic guy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know a plus of of lockdown? I've had not one but two friends message me in the last week saying I watched Godfather 1 and 2 this week. Yeah. Was one of them Todd? One of them was Todd from The Office. Yep. Uh, And then another person who completely unconnected messaged me, like, I kid you not, one or two days later, I finally knocked out Godfather 1 and 2. Wow. I still haven't gotten to number two. This This is like, you know, you've got to look for the pluses in these times and being able to just knock out three hour films because you've got nothing else to do. Is one of them. Yeah. See, I feel like a lot of these people who are messaging you probably don't have kids. <laughs> like, One of them does, but it's probably a dud parent. Probably. Probably. You know, like I, I've seen all these memes about, you know, lockdown. We're going to have like another baby boom. They will all be first children. I'm telling you that nobody who already has kids is like spending more time with your kids is not going to make you want another one. <laughs> we, were, we were talking at work today about um, nine months from now. When there is a boom, what what are these kids going to be called? Are they going to be the virals? The virals. The coronials. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then when they're like 15, they'll be the quarantines. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. Yeah. But it, it doesn't- Thank you. But it doesn't work until they're older, though. You can't call them the quarantines now. No. The quarantwenties. Quarantshits. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, see, I, I'm I'm officially working from home now. So you'd like to think that I'd have more time to watch movies. I watched so many less movies in March than I did previously because mm. you're just running after kids all day. Like, and schools are closed as well. Yeah, yeah. From Friday night to Sunday night, I watched eleven films. Wow, that is that's more than I watched in the entirety of March. Because, like, normally you know that in that in my house of from Friday night to Sunday night we just put sports sport ball. on. There's no sports ball, so we just had movies on. Have, have you gotten to the point yet where you're like rewatching classic games? 
It hasn't happened yet, but it, I swear to God, it's on the cards. <laughs> I it's mean, only a matter of time until the 2006 FA Cup final goes on. Well, that's the thing. If there's another six months or more of this, then yeah, I can I can imagine that happening. <laughs> All right, you got anything left to say about onward? No, fuck no. <laughs> All right, what are you scoring this out of ten? Uh, so for me, onward is a four out of ten. Not a bad film, but just one that has no interest for me at all. I'm a five, and for me, that's kind of averaging out because the first 45 minutes, I was like, this is really subpar. By the end, I was like, bravo, bravo, I'm in tears. So, average out out of five for me. If you're a child, watch Onward. You'll like it. You know what I wish they would bring back, and now is the perfect time for it? Drive-in cinemas. Yeah, that's a really bad idea. Why? You're isolated. You remain in your car. You don't get out. Well, sure. I'm sure that everyone will stick to that. There'll be no problems at all. <laughs> what do you, do you really think people wouldn't abide by that? I've seen people not abiding by it every day. Well, that's true. That's on the true. news. Yeah. So why would people going to a drive-in be any different? That's true. People going down to the beach and stuff like absolute numpties. Yeah, you make a good point. All right. What are we getting to next week, buddy? Um, are we gonna we're gonna scrape the bottom of the barrel? And I do mean the bottom. Are we are we doing this? Is this actually what we're gonna do? This is this is happening. All right, we're gonna watch cats, people. Cats is coming at you. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchthing.com or wewatchthething at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchthething. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchthething, and we'll catch you next week. Interesting. Okay. I don't buy it. (laughs) (laughs) What a flog. Oh, these voices and these characters, you feel, Woody, are you chuckling at you, you child? (laughs) My wife is, because you know, she's a dance teacher. I do know that. She's she's literally teaching all of her dance classes online now. She's got 30 students connected right now. There you go. We could do that with cats, mate. It's great content. (laughs) (laughs) All right.